0: In the Gospel, our Lord highlights the dynamics of evangelization and what we encounter when we try to build the kingdom of God. And he's very blunt about it because he says, Behold, I am sending you like sheep in the midst of wolves. It's very graphic. It was a um, teaching tool of the rabbis was to exaggerate the principle to, to make it clear. But imagine, um, if you were sheep in the midst of wolves, I mean, the first principle would be, you have to be really alert all the time. The wolves want to eat you. They want to have you for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that's the first principle that he highlights. When we go out to spread the kingdom, we always have to be alert. Now, we're not supposed to run away from the world. We're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. Because we're supposed to change those people. We're supposed to change those wolves into sheep. To convert them. To win them over for the kingdom. But when you go into the world, you have to be alert. Alert as far as I'm just sin, falling into temptation. Alert as far as uh, being aware of forces aligning against you. You have to be alert to avoid traps. You also have to be alert for other sheep to help them and protect them, to guide them. So the first principle is that we always have to have this watchfulness in our spiritual lives. Not to make us paranoid, but to be aware of the reality that we face. We can't go around dancing with the wolves. We can't be um, lured into their traps. We always have to be watching. And then Jesus um, highlights it even more. So be shrewd as serpents and simple as as doves. I think a better translation is not shrewd. Uh, I like the better translation of cunning. We're called to be cunning in building the kingdom because we have to understand our world, we have to understand the people we're trying to change, and we have to be smarter than them. We have to understand how to win them over. We have to understand how to work in culture and society. We have to be cunning in doing our jobs as, um, as citizens, trying to uh, promote and enact laws that are just and respect life. You have to be cunning in doing some of that stuff. Very cunning. We're not called to be ignorant. We're not called to be passive. We're not called to sit comfortably in the pew and say, hey, I'm ordinary, I I don't have anything to bring to the table. Wrong. Every single one of us is called to be cunning and building the kingdom, cunning and winning people over. That's the idea. That's what Christ expects. And he knows that he's sending us into a very tough situation. A situation where there are wolves. And they will react. So we have to be cunning and understanding how to bring the gospel message to our age. And this really takes a lot of reflection. You have to understand where people are. What their values they hold in their heart. So that you can learn how to win them over, how to um, how to speak to them. So many times we want to just like take what resonates with me and just like force it upon somebody. That might not be the best way to win somebody over for the gospel. You have to be cunning and understand and listen, especially for our youth today. We have to be very cunning on learning how to reach them. It's where I really try hard as a pastor to be understanding you know, the future. Young adults, those are going to be the future leaders of our church. If they don't come here to this campus, to this parish, and say, hey, I feel like I fit in, then we're losing them. And it can be simple things, sometimes simple curb appeal how a parish looks like if a parish looks like it's trapped in 1970 a millennial is not going to say hey I want to go worship there same way with the school the school doesn't embrace technology and, and on the cutting edge of learning they're not going to send their kids there it's simple things but it's cunning you have to realize that those are not secondary things this is precisely the way to bring them in Same way with, I mean, just the congregation, the parish. If People are warm and joyful and welcoming. That makes a difference. All those things collectively. So it has to be cunning when we build the kingdom, but fundamentally, Jesus says, but beware of men, because you're going to be persecuted. Whenever we really stand up for Christ, the world around us, is not really going to like that. And we will be at odds, sometimes with those in society around us, sometimes within our own family. And haven't we all experienced that before? The division that happens in family over religion, kids that fall away from the faith, you don't know how to exactly how to handle it. We all face that persecution And I think we have to first just acknowledge that it's always gonna happen. Sometimes Catholics get this idea in their head that if I follow Jesus, then everybody will like me and it will be easy. Jesus didn't say that. He said, you're a sheep in the midst of wolves. That's not comfortable. That's not easy. So we have to take that notion and kind of throw it out of our head. It wasn't easy and comfortable for Jesus. Why would it be for us? We have to accept and embrace that reality of our lives trying to build the kingdom. But the other aspect of it is you don't have to get worried about it. Jesus says here, Do not worry about what you are to speak or what you are to say. You will be given at that moment what you are to say. For it will not be you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you." So you don't have to worry about being the most eloquent theologian ever in the history of humanity to argue. God will give you the inspiration you need at that time and work through you in your particular way. And He'll work through me in a different way than He'll work through you, and that's okay. There's so many parents come up to me and say, Father, my son or daughter, or they went off to college and they stopped practicing the faith, um, I don't know what to, do, what to say to them, you know, can, you, can you just talk to them? And they think that I'm just going to come in and have the absolute perfect words and they're going to completely change, boom, right in that moment. And it's not that simple. I wish it was that easy. I wish it was really just about logical argumentation because then everybody would be going to church but it's not. There's a process of softening the heart, but there's also, I think many parents downplay the importance of their own reflections to their children. Because that child, even though they might not be doing what you want them to do, they know that you love them. And when you try to give the reasons for the faith in your own words and in your own experience, that carries a lot of standing. It carries a lot of emotional strength. And those are motivations that I can't give. I can give the rational, biblical, and philosophical, theological argumentation, but most of the time it's not about that. It's about an experiential moment of of expressing your love for the faith and for the christ the holy spirit will give you the words you need just try and trust so many times we think we're going to screw it all up because i didn't say the right words it's not about that the holy spirit will guide you and speak through you in your words in your way which is different than my way and that's okay the holy spirit uses it all But you've got to trust in that moment. The inspirations coming to your mind and heart are from the Lord. Trust that. And allow this Holy Spirit to continue to guide you. And so, as we reflect on this gospel today, let's be aware. We are sheep in the midst of wolves. We've got to be cunning because we want to change those wolves into sheep. But in that whole process, it will be hard, it will be difficult, but be at peace, because God is with you, and with Him, everything is possible.